0: I the future. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. The future.
5: The Cleveland Cavaliers acquiring Donovan Mitchell. For three unprotected first round picks and young players, Laurie Markin and Colin Sexton, uh, O'Shea Abaji. So, really, four first round picks because Abaji is the, the first round pick from this year, which I think is a way we're going to see teams avoid that every other year draft pick thing. They're going to be like, well, we'll draft this guy and then trade him to you. Mm-hmm. So, you're really getting this year's draft pick and next year's. McKenzie, our, our resident NBA expert, let's talk about this trade, and let's let's first talk about what the Jazz are getting back. I, I assume
7: Colin Sexton is the peach of this deal. Is that is that the way you you believe? Colin Sexton's an interesting case study because twenty points per game, two years in a row, and anybody could have had him for the last three months. He was available. He was an unrest- or He was a restricted free agent. So anyone could have matched that money. So, to be able to get him as part of a package and not have to pay up for him makes sense for the Jets.
5: Well, but it's also interesting that they, as soon as they got Colin Sexton, they got Colin Sexton in a sign and trade. So, they wanted to pay him. Apparently, Cleveland didn't, Utah did. So, Colin Sexton locked up now for the Cavs. Laurie Markin, and what kind of a player are we looking at with him? I mean, we talked about him as one of the a young piece of this Cavs team. Is he a guy who can be a starter on a bad team?
7: Yeah, he was a 20-points-per-game guy for the Bulls. It was a terrible team at the time. I think on a good team, he can be a rotation player.
5: This is the deal, though. This, and we're going to get to this. This Jazz team is not going to be good. No. And we're going to talk about how rare it is for the Jazz to be
0: as bad as they're expected to be. They have completely transformed this roster with just two players leaving. Danny Ainge has listened to the job that he has done. In trading away Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, he has gotten back seven unprotected first-round picks, three first-round pick swaps, Oshio Baji, the number 14 overall pick, Walker Kessler, the number 22 overall pick, Jared Vanderbilt, Laurie Markinen, Colin Sexton, Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, and then turned Beverly into Talon Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson. The Jazz have 15 first-round picks. <laughs> In the next seven NBA drafts,
5: it, it's pretty unbelievable, and this is this is what Danny Ainge has been brought in to do. And pregame research, McKenzie headed up this project. It, I, I started thinking: Man, the Jazz are never awful. The Jazz are a model of consistency to me. They are—I mean, they don't win titles, obviously, but they're always there. They're always in the mix. McKenzie, how far does our database go back to check these types of things?
7: 84-85 season. 38
5: seasons. So 38 years. How many times has the Jazz missed the playoffs? Eight times. Where does that rank them in the NBA in the last 38 years? Well,
7: Greg Popovich made the playoffs 20 years in a row. His San Antonio Spurs are number one since that list. They are the only team, the Spurs, to be higher than the Jazz only team to make more playoffs more consistently is the spurs with their multiple hall of famers and greg popovich think about the Jazz number 2 think about that
5: the spurs it's not really a surprise this is a team this is that's probably the arguably the greatest dynasty of the last 40 years well maybe i guess the bulls are in there so it, it, one of the great dynasties mm-hmm. of that time it's not really a surprise they they passed they had like the uh, the torch passing from david robinson who wasn't going to let you miss the playoffs, to Tim Duncan, who wouldn't let you miss the playoffs. Like those guys are just good enough on their own to, to be in the mix. Utah is a surprise. This is a team that's won zero titles in that time zero, but they are always, always there. They are not projected to be there anymore. Mackenzie, what's the Jazz win total done? since this this news has come out.
7: 32 and a half yesterday, 27 wins expected for the Jazz today. Five-game drop. And this, is, listen, here's the deal.
5: We knew that the Jazz were shopping Donovan Mitchell. Yep. It's not like, what? The Jazz traded away their best player? No, we knew that was going to happen. What we didn't know is what would be coming back in return. And I would argue that with Markkanen and Sexton, you're getting players who can help you now. Mm-hmm. I mean you certainly didn't get a superstar back, but you got serviceable guys back. But I guess because you're getting so much future stock. Mm-hmm. They were so it's clear that the Jazz said we don't want guys that are going to make us better right now. We want guys who are going to be who are going to be the core of our team and Three
0: years. And we're seeing that. Colin Sexton signed a four-year $72 million contract as a part of this sign and trade to the Jazz. So they're going to have him as the foundation of this team. And with all these draft picks, I we don't know. Ochio Baji could wind up being an absolute stud. In the NBA, we don't know the potential, though, is high. And I think if you were asking people right now, if you were buying stock in NBA franchises, the Jazz would be a low stock to buy moving forward.
5: Well, I'll tell you who I like going forward is the Cavs. I, well, I the think market
7: does certainly
5: listen. <laughs> this team, I already like the Cavs. McKenzie, what's the upgrade on, on the Cavs since this deal?
7: And you're a pretty humble guy. You won't say it, but you gave out over 43 and a half on the Cavs because of their young core about a month it, ago. The
5: day win totals came out, we, we both picked our favorite ones. You and I were doing this show. We said, what's yep. your favorite one? Mine was Cleveland over 43 and a half because I already liked their core. What's the move been? It's 47 and a half now. You got four games of value. Good wow. 40, so four games with Donovan. And think about this. They trade for Donovan Mitchell, and this is what they're able to keep Darius Garland. Yep. Who's what, 22? Yep. Jared Allen, 24. Mm hmm. Evan Mobley, 21. Mm hmm. And now Donovan
7: Mitchell, who's 25. And Garland and Allen were both, they both made the All Star team this year, right, McKenzie? Yep. First time All Stars. Donovan Mitchell. Three-time All-Star. Evan Mobley was second to be NBA Rookie of the Year. we got to expect him to get five, six All-Stars in his career. And who's the oldest of that group? Donovan Mitchell.
0: Yeah, four All-Stars, 26 years' age of younger (laughs) or younger in the starting lineup. I got news for you. This Cavs team, and
5: the reason why McKenzie and I talked about that was spurred by RJ saying, who is going to be the best team in the next five years, like if, if, tell me based on their roster, their assets, who do you like five years from now? And the Cavs were near the top of the list for me because of these young guys. Well, their timeline has been drastically moved up. Where do you rank now? McKinsey, the Cavs in the Eastern conference.
7: I think you got Boston, Milwaukee, I would argue Brooklyn. And then I think the Cavs are right in that next tier with Miami, with the Sixers. I mean, the Sixers, have two great players, they don't have four All-Stars lining up for them every night.
0: The question is, is is the youth going to come through? Because there isn't a lot of experience on this team. All right, Good Kevin point. Love, maybe.
7: With but doesn't Donovan Mitchell, plays. like, nobody thinks of Donovan Mitchell as a kid. That's a, no, he's, like a, he's a team leader. It's the perfect marriage. Donovan Mitchell has unbelievable offensive firepower, a lot of holes on his defense. The Cavs, upstart team, great defense, really didn't have a guy, that guy, go down the fourth quarter and be the best scorer in the game. They have that guy now. So, like, yeah. I'm it's
0: not denying that this team is going to have a very good regular season, but in terms of their postseason outlook, when it comes down to a playoff series against the Bucs, against the Sixers, against the Celtics or the Nets, or even the Miami Heat, the lack of experience might, might matter. The youth might matter. Sure. I I could see that. I just don't know if I'm buying in right now, which the market is, on the Cavaliers to win the Eastern Conference. And that's why I'd be more interested. The shift is dramatic right now.
7: Right. And you look at the title odds— I would be very not interested in 40 to 1 for the Cavs to win the whole thing. Yesterday, it was 100 to 1. So, that, that upgrade for the title odds with those playoff series, I'm less inclined to be optimistic about. The regular season. Even,
0: yes. I'm even seeing 30 to 1 to win the title but, out there now. But let's look at this realistically, though.
5: Who else in the Eastern Conference, if you get down to their fourth best player, has an all star? Nobody. I mean that that's a, these these the Eastern Conference is so top. I guess maybe Boston, you could you could say okay like Time Lord is, is yeah, Marcus Smart right right there. Yeah, maybe low level All Star, but right there. And their are top guys, I think I guess Jason Tatum's probably looked at a little better than than Donovan Mitchell, but yeah. mostly because he's been there and done it, yeah. and, and you know Donovan Mitchell hasn't yet, but. I, I feel like this Cavs team, it, this was a great move for them. Like McKenzie said, the perfect I marriage. And I, I would argue, like, when we were talking about this, you know, the the teams going forward, I was like, uh, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, like, what kind of team has t- two bigs that they rely on? That just seems like old school basketball. But this just, it totally freshens them up. Like, I I'm excited about this team now. You know who's not excited? Mm.
6: The New York Knicks. on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Hey, it's Ben, host of the 5th Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the 5th Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week, explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the 5th Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio
4: Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, dot com, promo code show. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code show. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you a minute to down that two-liter. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA.
6: Plus, in most eligible states, age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at picksixdraftkingscom slash promos.
3: Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns.
4: Up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com.
6: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
5: I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from
6: this board. This is Uncanny USA.
0: He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed.
2: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
5: Like I said, I hesitate to call this news on Tom Brady, but there's reporting on Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to get into the whole we're not going to sit here and break down Tom Brady's relationship, Tom Brady's marriage, but in terms of will it affect the team this year? I think it's a fair conversation. Tom Brady was away from the Tampa Bay Bucks for 11 days during preseason. Unprecedented. Unprecedented.
5: We, we've talked about it. no one I can't think of anyone who's ever done this.
0: Lots of speculation as to why I thought it had to do with a cosmetic operation because he came back looking like, you know. He did look crazy. He looked
5: Mm -hmm. a little whatever. Listen, that's our former, uh, that's our our future uh,
0: colleague. I mean, mean, he looked
5: great. I mean, he's beautiful. He looked great, just different.
0: Different. Uh, But now we're getting reports from Page Six, the New York Post. They've been told exclusively that Giselle has left the family compound in Tampa for Costa Rica following a series of heated arguments over Brady's shock decision to unretire retire from the NFL while Brady has remained behind for team training. Now, the report goes on. There's a whole bunch of stuff. They they bring out quotes from Brady, quotes from Giselle. They've given in interviews when they're talking about their relationship. But I think this is important here. Brady retired and then unretired. And the result of that decision, apparently, is leading to personal problems. This has to affect him some way. And I'm not saying that Brady's all of a sudden going to reverse course and retire now before the season starts, but in the crazy scenario that happens, A.J., would you be shocked if at some point Brady hangs it up during this season? No, I wouldn't. Which uh, again. I would have until I start reading these articles today. And, now I wouldn't. And listen, uh, it,
5: if I mean Tom Brady said he wanted to play this year. He wanted to play in his in his 45th year. So he's if he starts it, is that enough? I, th- my thing is though it's Tom Brady, if he starts the season, he's going to want to win a Super Bowl. Of
0: course, and I'm not saying that this is likely to happen, but who knows? Personal issues, marriage falling apart, a grand gesture to save the marriage could be just retiring.
5: If it's if it's hey, I lose my family or I play this season, I, no one's going to fault him. No one's gonna fault. I mean, there'll be a lot of people who fault Giselle. She'll be the new Yoko Ono. She'll be the Yoko Ono of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Really, uh, <laughs> Mackenzie, uh. what's the uh, what's the TikTok been like on the Bucks with their title odds and their win totals?
7: So their title odds, they are no longer co-favorite with the Bills. They're now eight to one. Clear separation from number one Bills, number two the Buccaneers. More interesting to me is their season win total. They're the fourth most downgraded team. They were eleven and a half. When it opened, they're now flat 11. And some sharp books in Vegas give you plus money on the over 11. So, pessimism in Vegas. And think about it.
5: I think what he just said there, pessimism in Vegas, is, is so rare with Tom Brady. Because it, I think there's, there's very few things in sports betting that sharps and squares are aligned on. Mm-hmm. One of them is... It's betting against Tom Brady is dumb. People have been, or Belichick, whoever you want to say. But, I mean, I think with Brady, it's, it's continuing to be proven. You bet against Brady, you lose. So, the fact that there's enough anti-Brady or anti, it, it, maybe some of it has to, um, Gronk retires. I mean, there's other th- It's not all Brady. On
0: the offensive line, all that stuff, yeah.
5: But my, my other thought is, if Brady was all in, does Gronk retire? Like, I don't think so. I don't so. think so. I think this boiled down to Brady's back, but he's not all
0: the way back. Let me ask you something. If Tom Brady retired and this Bucks team, with everything we know at this point right now, September 1st, by the way, happy September, everything we know about the injuries and where the roster is right now, but Blaine Gabbert— or Kyle Trask is the starting quarterback. Ooh. What's their win total? Nine? I was going to
5: say eight and a half, so it might be nine, though. Sure. So, God, I mean, that's a massive downgrade.
0: Okay, so we're giving this boost based on Tom Brady on reputation only. But I think he's earned that. Of and course he's earned it. But if he is downgraded in any way, Whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, it's going to affect the team because this is not a team that we look at around him and say this is the same
7: as when they went to the Super Bowl.
5: McKenzie, you've got some math on this. What would the win total be on Tampa?
7: So combining R.J. Bell's insight and Steve Fezzik's insight, let's say seven points for the best quarterback in the league is pretty standard, given R.J.'s insight. And thirty-five points equals a win. Do the math: three and a half fewer wins over the course of a season take a team like the Bucks from eleven to seven and a half? What is what we would expect? You replace Brady with an average quarterback.
5: It, that seems more reasonable than eight and a half, honestly. Like
0: Bling Gabbert. And again, I'm not saying that Tom Brady's missing the season. I, I'm yeah, just saying I get it. There has to be this. I would not be surprised if there was a negative impact on Brady this year.
5: Listen, there's no—we've uh, talked about—it's there. It's unprecedented. There's nothing that's ever happened like what Tom Brady did. Leave camp for 11 days. We've never seen it from him. I can't or anybody, think of a scenario where it ends up being a great thing for Tom Brady. Like somehow he's going to be better because he missed those 11 days of camp. I, I don't know how that works, but especially behind a new offensive
0: line. It doesn't make sense to me. Is there going to be a point during the regular season where he's like, "Guys, I need a week away. Oh, I need to take. I need to take a week here. And then if you're Todd Bowles, you're like, "I Again, guess I have to let him." This is something like if you
5: asked me that a year ago, I would have said no. No, you unimaginable. It never happened. But now that this precedent's been laid out, I, it, I guess it wouldn't shock me. It would not shock me. Be sure
2: to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
6: It is coming up.
5: College football week one about to get underway. I've got a best bet for you on the backyard brawl. I'm going to go West Virginia's team total under 21. Mm. And Scott, we talked about this on our college football pod. You can hear, just search RJ Bell's dream preview. Um Pitt was one of the games you liked on on our yeah, pod. One of the picks we gave out for our eight picks because we're doing the William Hill contest. Deal. I I went back and forth on the total for this game, and I landed on West Virginia's team total because the full game total is still a lean for me, but it's dropped over the summer, and I want to get a good look at Signetti's tempo compared to last season when Pitt had Mark Whipple, who we know was going to mm-hmm. go go go. What I don't doubt is the Pittsburgh D.
0: Which I think is second only to Clemson in the ACC is elite. Second in the nation in sacks last year, fifth in tackles for loss. They returned six all-conference players, including big three on the defensive line in Kansi Baldonado and Alexander. Their entire defensive front is back. They lost one player
5: from the secondary, and they match up against a West Virginia O-line last in the Big Twelve in sacks, tackles for loss allowed. Yes, sir and last in rushing yards and think about it JT Daniels JT Daniels couldn't thrive behind a Georgia offensive line I think that he struggles to get much going in this game, so I'm going to go West Virginia, team total, under 21, my best bet for the show today. What yeah, do you
0: got? That I know lines th- up with with the pick that I gave out, which was uh, Pittsburgh, because I do think the def- defensive line will live in the backfield, and I know Keaton Slovis is not Kenny Pickett, but I think in this new offense under Frank Signetti, which is going to look more like a pro style, they're going to use the run to set up the pass, I think he's going to do really well. And if you want that, jump in now. you got about nine minutes till kickoff. All right, let's talk MLB best bet. You have a, a good theory. Yeah, so this Tony Gonsolin news with the Dodgers is really concerning. He's going to undergo an MRI tomorrow. He's got forearm uh, a forearm strain. They said that he was only going to miss two starts, but he hasn't responded to treatment, and so Dave Roberts today said that Tony is going to undergo an MRI. If that MRI comes back Bad. They're already. We already know Walker Buehler's not coming back. You got Kershaw just looked good in his first start back from the I.L., but if they don't have Tony Gonsolin, who's been their stud this year, this is a depleted rotation, and in the postseason, you you need your stud pitchers that they won't have. The Mets are winning right now 3-2 in the rubber game of this, this three-game set. 4-2 4-2, there you go. And if the Mets win, they would take two of three from the Dodgers. We just saw What Jacob DeGrom did to this Dodger lineup yesterday, and when the Mets and Dodgers match up in the NLCS with DeGrom and Scherzer going four of the seven games and possibly, again, I don't know, Tony Gonsolin's MRI could come back good. But forearm issues are never a good thing for a pitcher to deal with. Mets at plus 240 right now to win the National League is the bet.
5: Yeah, it's hard to imagine. I mean, listen, at some point, the Dodgers, who had great pitching depth coming into the season... You chip away, you chip away, you chip away, and you're right. In these short playoff series, I say short, but in a seven game series where you've got two guys who can pitch dominant starters, it's really hard to overcome that. So I, it's hard for me to argue it. Uh, I had a hard time imagining the Dodgers being underdogs to the Mets, and sure well, they're enough, not going to be. no, I'm talking ta- oh, ta- with Jacob the deGrom on the yeah. mound, no problem. For Jacob DeGrom so and I assume that'd be the case in the playoffs as well so uh, I think it's a it's a smart way to look at it a smart way to look at the at the Mets uh, and I like that best bet
2: at bet 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field